ladies and gentlemen, to the Mark Cologne Sports Podcast. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, the Mark Cologne. I am here to talk about all things sports. That's right. Um, another week. Football is in the books. Um, hope life is life is going good for everybody. Um, I can say life is going okay for me. Um, a lot of a lot of things going on, man. There's a lot of things going on in the um the NFL, um, and in baseball, and in baseball. It's going to be really, really interesting to see um, everything that happens and that can, right, that continues to happen as well. Um, So, it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see how things continue to evolve, how they continue to. go on, right, uh, as the season progresses, like one would say, um, oh, the season for football, but like baseball, you know, you have the off season and stuff like that, um, which is good, which is good, um, I'm I'm definitely excited for it. And then basketball right now, you got the in-season tournament. They got, I believe it's just four teams left, <clears throat> which is good. Um, but you have that. Um, I could check. I know there's a few games tonight. Um, and then Thursday, tomorrow... For the in-season tournament semifinals, you would have Pacers-Bucks at 5 on ESPN. Then on TNT, you're going to have the Pelicans and the Lakers at 9 o'clock p.m. Um, I expect the Lakers to actually win against the Pelicans. Um, and I'm expecting the Bucks to defeat the Pacers. I really am. Um, but Pacers, I mean, they're playing really, really good right now as well, so... That that'll be interesting to see what 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 will happen. And then on Saturday would be the in season tournament championship. So that's that's gonna be really interesting to see, you know, the in season tournament, see how that goes. Um and, and who's gonna pull away from it, right? Like who's gonna be the one to uh to take it home? Yeah, who's gonna be that person. Um, so that should be all really interesting. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have the holidays coming up. So I, you know, I know my, my son's birthday's coming up next week. I'm super excited for it. I believe it falls on 
this Monday, actually. Um, I'm happy he's going to be four years old. Yes, this Monday, I, he's going to be four. Super excited for it. Nervous at the same time. <laughs> um, but no, it's good. It's good. Actually, this Friday, we are taking him to Disney on Ice. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm excited for that to see um, how he enjoys that. Um, um, other than that, though, I mean, um, like you got Christmas, right? Um, which is also good. Um, hoping everybody's finding their shopping good and all of that good stuff. Um, I'm almost done with my shopping. Um, almost. Not good enough, right? Almost, people. Almost. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I, I do hope that, you know, this, this last month of 2023, everybody receives blessings and whatnot. Um, I can't, I can't wait for, I can't wait, um, cannot wait for the holidays, um, other than that, um, yeah, I think, I think that's it, yeah, let's, uh, let's hop into the sports, um, so, men's, men's, again, Men's and uh, women's college basketball is going on now. Um, Villanova defeated Penn 68-62 to um, the other night. Uh, Saturday, they played St. Joseph's. That's the women's. For the men's, uh, they lost to Kansas State in overtime, 72-71 to last night. Heartbreaker. Um, they played UCLA on Saturday. So that should be interesting. We'll see how they do. Um, but yeah, you know, these games, they matter, but not as much as they do in March. Because that's when, like, you really have to put it all on the line. But again, like, these games matter, too, because, you know, they're trying to, teams are trying to, you know, make it. They're trying to make it, make it the whole way, so... It definitely matters as well. Um, as far as UFC goes, um, they have fight night December 9th. December 16th is Edwards versus Covington. We'll be talking more about that next week um, to see what happens there. Hockey, you got Penguins Lightning tonight, Stars Panthers, Golden Knights Blues, Hurricane and the Oilers. Um, Blackhawks last night lost to the Predators in overtime, four to three. Um, disappointing loss for the Blackhawks once again. They're seven sixteen and one now. Um, it's just one of those things where, again, I I knew going into into the season, it was gonna be that that type of uh of game for them but 
you know, at the same time, um, you, you, you kind of want to expect the best, obviously, um, and I mean, obviously, that's not what has been given what's been out there at the moment, um, and obviously, that's, that's not the greatest thing at all, but it's part of the game. It's part of life. And sometimes you have to just deal with it, right? You have to deal with it. You have to work with it. And um, I'm sure eventually the Blackhawks will be a better team. Um, again, like they're still young. They're still trying to find their footing and their, their, their ethics and their works. Eventually they'll find that. But for now, I think this is... I think this is the best that they can give. Again, it's a long season. Things can change. But I think if they just show a slight improvement, that would at least give fans, especially Blackhawk fans, not just hockey fans, but Blackhawk fans, a little optimism for the future. Um and I mean, again, if the if they could do that, then they're they're headed in the right direction. Management will know what to fix, what not to fix, or to th- really destroy. Um, and uh, they can absolutely, maybe a few years from now, be a playoff team again. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Chicago Bulls; like they're kind of in that state where they can't, they're not healthy. They the past few years after getting Lonzo and Lamar and Zach Levine, they really haven't done anything to really help out their team. So them doing this would absolutely one hundred percent help. It it really would. It it would it would. I think. If they were to like make certain changes, it would benefit them a lot. Uh, I don't know if management know that knows how that works for the Blackhawks and Bulls fans, but uh, it's one of those things where you know, like Chicago, the Chicago Bulls are another team that's going to be going into rebuild too. Um, unless they change things, obviously, but. We'll see. Who knows? You know, we'll see. Um. So yeah, we'll see about that. Um. But talking about the NBA, the Bulls who played tonight against the Hornets, Magic and Cavs, Grizzlies, Pistons, Sixers and the Wizards, Heat, Raptors, Nets and the Hawks. Spurs and the Timberwolves, Thunder Rockets, Jazz and the Mavericks, Trailblazers and the Warriors, Nuggets and the Clippers. So that's some games we have uh, for tonight. Um, I mean, the Bulls are kind of on a on a win streak right now. I mean, you look at they they beat the Pelicans Saturday, and then um, on Thursday they beat the Bucks in overtime. 
So you know they're they're kind of they're kind of on a a little a little win streak right now, right? And um, I mean nothing wrong with it. Um, but at the same time, it's like okay, what's what's next, right? You know what I mean? Like I. Like, eventually, they're going to lose. Eventually, they're going to fall off like they normally do. But you're just, like, just, like, savoring the moment. Savoring the moment, as one would say. Because you're not going to get this all the time. (laughs) So, you know, like, you, you have to savor the moment. You have to enjoy it. Um, and yeah, that's really all you can do at the moment if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, you know, don't take any win for granted. Um, and any loss they have and defining the loss, like how they lose is going to be huge. Um, Again, right now, DeMar, Levine, they're a little banged up right now. There's a lot of rumors going around that Levine is unhappy. So, And there's also rumors that his trade market isn't as big as one would think. Which I get in a way, I do understand because of the injuries the past few seasons. He really hasn't been able to stay healthy. But I, I don't always look to the player at fault sometimes it could just be the medical team if you don't have a great medical team <clears throat> it's not always going to work out so that that's another thing you, you kind of want to take into consideration you know and um you know we'll see we'll see you know again there's a there's a lot a lot of time left and just like the Blackhawks for the Bulls um I will say though if they do trade Levine and depending what they get back from him like let's say they they just get draft picks or role players of sorts I I would I would expect DeMar to be on his way out as well um I believe I've I, I said it on one of the recent more more recent podcast that I I see I see DeMar um going to the Lakers. I could see Levine going maybe to Philadelphia, Boston, one of those teams. Um a a team in the East for sure. I could see but DeMar absolutely one hundred percent is going to a team in the West. That's my view on things, you know. Um I don't there's a very good chance that it doesn't happen. But, I mean, I always think about, like, if you aren't going to do anything, and I would absolutely 100% wait to the All-Star break just to see where everybody's at. Um, If you know you're not going to make the playoffs, if you know after this season it's going to be a rebuild, just trade them. Trade them. And I, I fully expect the Bulls to trade him. I hope they prove me wrong. 
but I, I expect that. And I, I tell you what, whatever team gets Levine, if he's healthy, DeMar, if he's healthy, they're getting great players. So, like, if he went to the Lakers, LeBron, AD, and freaking DeMar DeRozan on the team, I mean, you still got D'Angelo Russell out there. Um, that That's amazing. But <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if that's to trade DeMar for freaking D'Angelo Russell. But, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe the Lakers are able to keep him. <clears throat> you, you just never know. So it will be really interesting to see. It'll be really interesting to see what happens moving forward. It will. Um, as far as... Uh, <clears throat> let me pull this up. So that's that's the NBA right now. I mean, there's like Orlando's playing pretty good, which is very surprising. Indiana, Brooklyn's Brooklyn's in there. Brooklyn's in there. Um, you know, they they, they still got Ben Simmons. He's only played six games. He's only averaging six points. Um he is getting eleven rebounds a game, six assists. He has to do better. And honestly, and honestly, like, even though they, um, he's only, like, they're not in a bad position. Now, imagine if he was scoring 20, 25, 28 points a game for Brooklyn and played more games. This could this could definitely be a different conversation. Atlanta's kind of falling off. Toronto's struggling struggling a bit. Charlotte, Chicago, Washington's not having a good year at all. The same thing with Detroit. Um Miami's on and off, but again, we've seen in the playoffs last year. It really doesn't matter. If you have the team a team with the right mentality, you, you can make it work. Um, Minnesota's the best team in the West right now. That's insane. Yeah, OKC. <clears throat> Denver's in there. Lakers, the Kings, Dallas. Phoenix has fallen off a bit. New Orleans is in there. Clippers, Houston. Golden State struggling so far, but it's not by a big gap. Utah, Portland, Memphis is struggling. San Antonio struggling. But again, it's it's so early in the season. You you look at like these standings and shit, and you can say like a, a month or two from now, or during the, once we hit the All Star break, it's like, oh my god, well they're they're good now, you know, <laughs> like a a team like Memphis, you could be like, oh my god, they're actually they have a chance to make the playoffs now that Jaws back, right? Um, which I'm assuming his return should be. Very soon, I, I would assume, you know what I mean. Um, uh, 
Um, I'm looking here. Um, so it looks like December, December 21st is when John Morant will return to the floor. Um, now, let's, let's look at Memphis' schedule. I'm assuming they, they would play the 21st. Yeah, they play the Pacers the 21st. They don't play on Christmas, so he won't be... We won't see him on Christmas, but he'll, he, hey, he's back. He's coming back this month. Um, they, they desperately need him. And I, I wonder, too, like, if they'll be able to make a case for him, right, for MVP. Like, like, let's, let's be real. Like, we think about it. If, if John Morant is able to put up MVP numbers and he gets them to a winning record, let's say, like, they're the fifth, sixth seed, you could possibly make the case that he could and should be considered for the MVP. Because that's not easy to do. You're coming, you you know, you get suspended for a few games, not a few games, 20-plus games, and you, uh, you know, you don't know what shape you're going to be in. Nobody knows what shape you're going to be in. And you, uh, you know, you're you're out for a certain amount of time, you know. You're... <clears throat> And you come back and you're, you're, and you're, what, what is it like 20, 30 points a game, let's say five rebounds, five assists, or 10 and five, whatever, whatever the case is. And, um, if you're able to do that, it's great. If you are, it's great. If you're not, it's perfectly okay too. There's always next season. He's still young, <clears throat> and I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm assuming the Grizzlies want to stay with him. I—that's—I'm <clears throat> just assuming at this point, you know. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens. You know what they do. Uh, you know, a job when he comes back and stuff like that. Um, the same thing with Zion. Like, I think this is Zion's last chance for, you know, what the Pelicans um, messes up. He could be going to another team. And, I mean, imagine either All-Star break or next offseason, in the offseason. You're talking about two great athletes in just terrible situations. Imagine if they were in a situation that you're like, oh my God, this team, they could, they could win a chip this year. Like that, that would be insane. That really would. It would, but a good insane, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not like, oh my God, like this is terrible. No, this is like, this is pretty freaking good. You know, um, so it'll be really interesting. Um, there's a lot of news going, going on. Um, so the Yankees yesterday traded for Verdugo, a great, great baseball player. I, I love the dude. I think he's one of the best, not one of the best, like 
as far as like top five MLB players in the league, but like he has some edge to him. He has he has a spark factor into him. So I I, did, I do uh I do like that. Um, Yadier Molina he uh joins the Cardinals front office. Um, Bryce Harper is hoping for an extension and hopes to retire with the Phillies. Um, Yankees and Mets are going to be meeting with Yamam- <coughs> Yamamoto. Um, I know the Mets owner, Cohen, met him met with him in Japan. Don't know where the Yankees owner will meet with him. Um, I would assume in Japan. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so Otani. Um... Has not what Dodgers and other teams, they're saying he's going to make his decision after this weekend, supposedly. You know that people say this. Next thing you know, it's like, no, nah, we're we're gonna wait a little bit more. You know, I mean, and that's okay because there are certain teams. There are certain teams that. That just um, it works out. Um, and just, <clears throat> some don't. Um. So we we, you know, we'll see we'll we'll see what happens with Otani. Um. It, it's it's there's there's a lot of, you know, kind of rumors going out there and stuff like that. Um. But he's supposed to decide where he's. Signing before the end of the weekend. So we'll see Saturday, you know, Friday, Saturday, maybe possibly Sunday, right before it's 12 a.m., right? You'll, you'll possibly get that. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. We, we don't know what exactly will happen. Um, and, uh, so we we do have that. We also have um um what's his uh Juan Soto. There you go. I had I had to remember. Um so supposedly the trade is done, but there's still no confirmation because they're looking at the the medicals. They're reviewing the medicals and all the information and all that. Um, so it's a seven-player trade. Still no word on the entire thing, but the deal is that Juan Soto would go to the New York Yankees 
and Trent Grisham as well to New York for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higgy. So that's what we have on that. Um, still waiting for the um, the confirmation from basically Major League Baseball, basically from both teams. So far, there's so far there is nothing. Um, confirmed, but a lot of people are saying it's basically done. Just waiting for the confirmation from both teams. So, Juan Soto to the new... I mean, you talk about you get Verdugo and you get to keep him. You don't have to trade him to the Padres. You bring in Juan Soto from the Padres. I I always loved this kid. Um... Big fan of his. Um, I thought when when he first got traded, I thought he should have went to the Yankees. Um, took a little bit, took a year, uh, what was it, a year or two, um, but he's here now. He's he's here now. If if everything goes through, he's here now. I'm super excited. I love this move for the Yankees. This is what they need. Exactly what they needed. I know they're gonna be focusing on pitching. I know you got Otani. Um, still deciding where he wants to go. Um, you got Otani. You have uh, um, excuse me. So you have Otani. I mean, you still got some pitchers out there you could trade for, or, or, if you don't trade for them, you can potentially, potentially, just saying, people, just saying. Sign them in free agency. And you also have <clears throat> Yamamoto. So, I mean, like, the, the Yankees are in the best position they have been in in a very, very long time. I think since 2009. If the Yankees can bring guys back to, back to them, like Juan Soto, like Verdugo, like Otani, Yamamoto and others, and, you know, they get to stack up that pitching rotation. My goodness, the Yankees can be a very, very, very scary team this offseason. Not only for the offseason's sake, but in the regular season, they can be a, a very, very scary, scary team. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt in my mind. So it's going to be interesting to see if... What what's what happens, you know the next until the regular season starts and stuff, but right now the Yankees, I'm like my goodness, the Yankees are looking like they can absolutely be a championship threat this off season. Um, so that's what we have there. We look at college football. Um, this Saturday you have Army versus Navy, one of my favorite games of the years. Um, yeah, they're not always good, but you know, I um I love this. Um, especially, you know, a funny story is that I was basically like about to enlist into the army. I just had to, you know, lose weight and I had lost like fifty pounds. So I just needed to lose about like fifty more at the time and um 
um, like a few weeks later, like not a few weeks later, I would say, and then around that time, um, it was my birthday and my wife, me and my wife, we celebrated and, um, we, after the, after the, the birthday thing, a few weeks later, you know, I'm still doing my training and everything, getting ready. I'm going to the site. I'm training out with the guys. Some guys are getting ready to like get shipped. Other guys are just waiting and stuff like that. So we're working out and stuff like that. And then in, in, um, I come out, I actually, I come home from work one day and my wife tells me that, uh, she's, uh, she's pregnant and she was pregnant with MJ and, um, I decided I wasn't going to go to the army. I think if she wouldn't have told me like, yes, I'm pregnant, you know, I think I I probably would be in the army right now, but due to the fact that, you know, MJ was on the way and stuff, I thought it was going to be a little too hard for, for her and stuff. And obviously for me. So I just, I decided to not go to the army. So anytime this game happens, I always say army always. It's always army. Um, I, I think they lost last year. Um, but I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> um, some bowl games we have uh, December 16th. You have GA Southern versus Ohio. Um, you have JVO State versus Louisiana. Miami, Ohio versus Albuquerque State. New Mexico State versus Fresno State. UCLA versus Boise State. California versus Texas Tech. Monday, December 18th, you have Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. Tuesday, December 19th, you have UTSA versus Marshall. Thursday, December 21st, you have South Florida versus Syracuse. Friday, December 22nd, you have Georgia Tech versus UCF. Saturday, December 23rd, you have Troy versus Duke. Arkansas State versus North Northern uh, Northern. Illinois, James Madison versus Air Force, Georgia State versus Utah State, South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan, Utah versus Northwestern, Coastal Carolina <clears throat> versus San Jose State, Tuesday, December 26th, you have Bowling Green versus Minnesota, Texas State versus Rice, Kansas versus UNLV, Wednesday, December 27th, you have Virginia Tech versus Tulane, North Carolina versus West Virginia, Louisville versus USC, Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State, SMU versus Boston College, December 28th, Rutgers versus Miami, NC State versus Kansas State, Arizona versus Oklahoma. Uh, Friday, December 29th, Clemson versus Kentucky, Oregon State versus Notre Dame, Memphis versus Iowa State, and Missouri versus Ohio State in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Um, Saturday, December 30th, you have Ole Miss versus Penn State and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Auburn versus Maryland, Georgia versus Florida State, Toledo versus Wyoming. Uh, Monday, January 1st, you have Wisconsin versus LSU, Liberty versus Oregon, Iowa versus Tennessee, Alabama versus Michigan in the at the Rose Bowl game, um, and you have Texas versus Washington for the All State Sugar Bowl. 
Um, that's January 1st. I believe Alabama wins. I do want Michigan to win. I want Michigan to win it all, but I do see Alabama it being Alabama and Texas. And then January 8th would be the national championship game. If my prediction's right, it's either going to be Alabama versus Texas or Michigan versus Texas. Either one, I, I, I'm kind of rooting for Texas, but I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama or Michigan win. So, and I, I don't know, it kind of seems like as much as mis people are praising Michigan and Texas, this could be one that Alabama just sneaks out. You know, they're really not even supposed to be there, but the committee, um, the committee is considering it. They are, cons well, not that they are considering it. Um, it was more of, uh, it, you know, they, they didn't consider it at all. They just said, all right, Alabama, even though Florida, I believe Florida State had won, like they're undefeated, like they won their game and it did not matter. Alabama beat the number one ranked Georgia, which I think takes, you have to take that in consideration too. Alabama beat Georgia. Alabama was ranked eighth. Georgia was ranked first. I think I still think Georgia should have been one of the teams in there. Um, yeah, Florida State. I know it wasn't impressive, but they won sixteen to six against Louisville. <clears throat> um, but this is why you need more than four teams because Georgia should have been in there. I know that, and and I get it, people. I get it. They lost, but just because they lost, they lost to Alabama. Like that doesn't matter. So like, if anything, like Washington should be in there. I think it should be Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Georgia. I think that's how it should go. Anybody else, they really don't matter. I think that's what it should have been. It would have made it more exciting, more better. But, you know, everybody's going to be watching because it's Alabama and whatnot and all that good, uh, all that good stuff. So, um You know, I think, um, you know, whatever happens from this point forward, it's absolutely going to be popcorn, popcorn time, because if Alabama loses against Michigan, let's say Michigan just destroys them, which I think is a, a fair possibility. But Jalen Monroe, that dude is a dog and I got faith in him. And I think, uh, it can be very, very good, very exciting, and it can it it could go. It could be interesting. It could be interesting. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see for sure. Um, what happens and whatnot. Um, as these bowl games happen and stuff, and then obviously Penn State. I obviously I'm going with Penn State to win. It's not going to be easy because Ole Miss is a very good team this year. Um, but I'm expecting Penn State to win. I am 100% expecting Penn State to defeat Ole Miss in a close, high contested game. And then, um, my goodness, the Alabama-Michigan game. If anything, 
Texas and Washington should be at 5, and Alabama and Michigan should be at 845. Because that game on January 1st is going to be massive. Like, I, w- I wish... And you can't, but, like, if anything, it could be, like, Texas, Alabama, Michigan, Washington. That's how the seeding should have been. And then you have a Michigan and Alabama national championship game. Oof, my goodness. But, hey, I mean, it's okay. We'll see what happens, people. Um. Okay, NFL time. So, the NFL happened last week. They had, um, week, they had week 13 where, um... The Cowboys defeated the Seahawks on Thursday night football. Um 41 to 35. Also, um, we seen the Chargers defeat the Patriots six to zero. You also had um the Cardinals defeat the Steelers twenty four to ten. The Colts defeat the Titans in overtime thirty one to twenty eight. The Texans defeat the Broncos 22 to 17. The Lions defeat the Saints 33 to 28. The Falcons defeat the Jets 13 to 8. Dolphins defeat the Commanders 45 to 15. The Buccaneers defeat the Panthers uh 21 to 18. The Rams defeat the Browns defeated the Browns um 36 to 19. The Packers defeated the Chiefs on Sunday night football 27 to 19. And the Bengals defeated the Jaguars 34 to 31 in overtime on Monday night football. So pretty good games. And then um obviously at the four o'clock game, we've seen the San Francisco 49ers beat down the Philadelphia Eagles 42 to 19. Um Niners improved to 9-3, Eagles improved to 10 and 2. Um Brock Purdy had a hell of a game. Impressive young man. They're impressive. Jalen didn't have a bad game at all either, but um, the second time, this is the second time he's lost and he's passed it way too many times. I think we're seeing like a reoccurring theme. And I get it, you you fell behind, like you were down by a lot. I get that. But the last, both games against the Jets, he threw for 45 times, they lost. Against the Niners, he threw for 45 times and they lost. Um, this is something to look look at. You know, they, they didn't run the ball enough. I will obviously we all know that. Um but it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Brock Purdy was nineteen for twenty seven, three hundred and fourteen yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He got sacked twice. He had a quarterback rating of eighty two. He had a rating of one forty eight. Um he also he had a uh, a completion percentage. His completion percentage was seventy in this game. Um, uh, Christian McCaffrey had seventeen carries, ninety three yards. The team overall had twenty eight carries, one hundred and forty six yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Um, Debo Samuel had four receptions, one hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns. George Kittle had four receptions, sixty eight yards. No touchdowns. Brendan Ayuk had five receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Jawan Jennings had three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey had three receptions, 40 yards, and no touchdowns. Ronnie Bell did fumble, but um, 
I think they, they, yeah, they were able to get the ball back. So no turnovers for the Eagles defense. Um, and the same for the 49ers, um, <clears throat> defensively. Um, so Jalen Hurts was 26 for 45. He threw for 298 yards. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. He got sacked three times. He had a quarterback rating of 40.5. He had a rating of 85.2. He had a completion percentage in this game of 57%. Um, so we had that. Marcus Mariota was two for three, 16 yards. Um, he had Jalen was taken out the game for a little bit just because uh, they had to evaluate, evaluate him for concussion, but he came back in the game. He finished it off. Um, Jalen Hurts also had seven carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown. DeAndre Swift had six carries and 13 yards. Marcus Mariota had two carries, six yards. Kenny Gainwell had two carries, five yards. Boston Scott had one carry, two yards. The team in total ran for 18, 18 times, had 46 yards and a touchdown. Not good enough. Um, A.J. Brown, on the other hand, had eight receptions, 114 yards, no touchdowns. Devontae Smith had nine receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Kenny Gainwell had five receptions, 42 yards, no touchdowns. Quez Watkins had three receptions, 28 yards, no touchdowns. Boston Scott had one reception, 27 yards. DeAndre Swift had two receptions, seven yards. Um, Jalen did fumble once, but he recovered it. Um, bad day for the defense overall. It was a bad day for the defense. That's what it was, like the offense, like, this wasn't like the Jets game where like Jalen had a whole bunch of turnovers. Like he had like three or four turnovers. In this game, he had no turnovers. He he played. I feel like Jalen did play pretty well. Um, it was just the executing. Like if you take back the two field goals and you turn them into touchdowns, this could have been a whole different ball game. Um, because we're talking about yeah, this would have been. Um, what, 42-28? And I mean, if you think about it, if those two field goals they had turned into t t turned into touchdowns, you add pressure on Brock Purdy and the 49ers, and you, who knows what happens. Those are situations the Eagles have to do better on, especially on defense. A lot of third downs that they gave up, they just let the 49ers have. They couldn't tackle. That, that's a key to a, not a very good defense. Like, you, you have to do better. Um, it's, they absolutely torched the Eagles. And I'm, ass, I'm assuming this is the matchup we're going to get in the playoffs again. And the Eagles, they have to be ready. They have to be ready this time. Um, giving DeAndre Swift the ball only six times is inexcusable. That is absolutely disgusting. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to say that, but it's, it's the truth. There's no way you're like, you're going into that game. You're like, oh, I'm satisfied with it. No, 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 no. No, you can't be because y'all should have won the game. Y'all should have had the same physicality. And that's what happened too. They out physical, they out, outplayed, out coached and outstrengthed the Philadelphia Eagles all around, all around people. You can say what you want, but 
that that's how this game was. And that's how, yeah, that's, that's exactly how it was. They were, they were just outmatched. They were outplayed. And that's not accept, acceptable with a team that has Super Bowl playoff hope, Super Bowl hopes, excuse me. You, you, just, you just can't do it. You cannot do it at all. You have to be better. You have to play better. Because um, if you don't, it's going to bite you in the ass. It really is. Um, looking at this, uh, so the Eagles have to do better. They got Dallas this week, Sunday Night Football. We'll, we'll see what they're able to, able to do, obviously, but, um, man, this could turn out very ugly. Um, but before we get into the net, the new week, let's look at these power rankings for a minute. Um, so I would have at, at number five, man, this, this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough because I don't want to leave any teams out. And, uh, you know, I, that's the big thing for me. It's like, I just don't want to leave any teams out. So I will say. Um, as, as far, as far as, um, as far as like the rankings, like the number one, I know Eagle's been on it for the past few weeks. There's a new number one. I will say that. That there is. So I have, I have the Baltimore Ravens at five. Okay. I have Ravens at five. I have the Dallas Cowboys. I have the Dolphins at four. I have the Cowboys at three. I have the Philadelphia Eagles at two. And I have the San Francisco 49ers at one. So. I, for me, I still haven't seen enough from Brock Purdy. Like, when he's put in a pressure situation where he has to win the game for the 49ers, yes, he's won games for them, but, like, him being down 10, 7, 3, uh, 14 points, you know, 17 points. Like, I want to see what Brock Purdy does in those situations. And I necessarily haven't seen that yet, which is fine. I'm good with it. I don't, we don't need to necessarily see it ever. We might never see it. But as long as he could be that quarterback for the Niners, where it's like, okay, most days he's going to play because we've got all these weapons around them that can help him be the quarterback he needs to be. And maybe he can have, he could evolve his game and he could be that type of quarterback. But this was the one matchup where I said to myself, if we lose in this gauntlet, I want to lose to the 49ers because in the playoffs, that's when it really matters. And if we're able to beat them in the playoffs, I, I don't want to hear anything else. Barring any injuries, obviously, and things of that nature. 
but the 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now. They are the best team in the NFL, best team in the NFC. And right now, they have the slight edge over the Eagles right now to make it to the Super Bowl. It's a slight edge. I think these two teams are very similar. I just think the Eagles weren't ready on Sunday. I really think they weren't. And now they got the Cowboys Sunday night. We'll see what happens. And um, I'm excited for it. I am. I'm very excited because this could be a game that the Eagles come out and they say, we got embarrassed, but we're going to show the world we can get embarrassed and we can get right back up. So that, that's that's what I want to see from this Eagles team. I really do. Um. All right, let's let's look at um week fourteen. Week fourteen Thursday night football. You have the Patriots versus the Steelers. I have the Steelers winning this one. I think that the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. Hopefully, hopefully, Kenny Pickett is back. Before the playoffs or at when the playoffs start, they're gonna need him. Um, hasn't had a great year at all, but the 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 Steelers defense has guided them, which is good. Um, this is a game they should win, though. I hope I hope they do. Honestly, I do. Um, and then Sunday, um, you have Buccaneers versus Falcons at one o'clock. I believe the Buccaneers are gonna defeat the Falcons. Also, I want to clock Colts versus the Bengals. I believe the Colts defeat the Bengals. Jaguars versus the Browns at 1 o'clock. I believe the Jaguars defeat the Browns. But Joe Flacco was impressive last week. But I don't believe that magic is going to continue against this Jaguars team. So I have the Jaguars winning. Uh, Texans versus the Jets. I believe the Texans defeat the Jets. Rams versus the Ravens. I believe the Ravens defeat the Rams. Lions versus the Bears. I believe the... The Lions defeat the Bears. Panthers versus the Saints. I believe the Saints defeat the Panthers. Vikings versus the Raiders. I believe the Vikings defeat the Raiders. No, I'm going to go with the Raiders to defeat the Vikings, actually. Um, Seahawks versus the 49ers. Four o'clock games now, including the Vikings and Raiders game. I believe the 49ers defeat the Seahawks. Bills versus the Chiefs. I believe the Bills defeat the Chiefs. And then um, Broncos versus the Chargers. I believe the Broncos defeat the Chargers. And then Sunday Night Football, you have the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Dallas Cowboys. This is a must win for both teams, actually. Dallas, if they want to compete for the NFC East title and the, the number one seed, they need to win this game. For the Eagles, it's the same thing. Um, now that after losing to San Fran, it's a one-game race now. The Eagles lose. It's going to be all t basically tied up with, like, at least four teams. Um, as far as the injury reports goes for the Eagles, Julio Jones is questionable. Jack Stahl is questionable. Fletcher Cox is questionable. Justin Evans was reported to be out for the season. Um, as his knee continues to give him problems, Zach Cunningham is questionable. Rico Daldo, uh, running back, is questionable. Matt Walexco, offensive tackles on IR. Um, and Sean McKinnon, um, McKin McKeown, I believe, a tight end, is on IR as well. Um, so, a few things. The Cowboys 
are 65% have a 65% chance of winning this game. I'm not believing that. I believe this is for more 40-50%. So the big thing for me is going to be all those guys are going to be playing Julio Jones, Jack Stowe, Fletcher Cox, Cunningham, that one's uh, up in the air. That one is up in the air. Hopefully he does play, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we need him. Nicholas Morrow got exposed in that last game, exposed badly. He almost had 200 yards thrown to him. He gave up, I think it was like 175 or something like that. Two touchdowns. He, did, he didn't do really good. But the defensive coordinator, decided didn't do good either by not helping him. You have to adjust. In a football game, you have to adjust on 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 a minute basis. You have to. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what uh, how this game goes. I think um, Eagles have to come out blazing. Eagles have to um, run the ball, pass, do a lot of RPOs, try some motion. When you get into the to the red zone, you score touchdowns instead of field goals. You put the pressure on Dak Prescott. If you're able to put the pressure on Dak, Dak Prescott, you're going to be good. One of the things the 49ers did really good was the motion. They also wore out the Eagles defense. They did a lot of that. They had them running all over the place. So you can't let the Cowboys do that in this game. You have to be able. You have to be able to get to 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 just get up up and down the field with the offense of the Philadelphia Eagles right you have to do that you have to add the pressure to the Cowboys score touchdowns instead of field goals if you score a field goal first drive cool next drive if you're down there again score a touchdown make it 10 to 0 10 to 3 10 to 7 whatever the case is and make the Cowboys commit mistakes. If you add pressure again to Dak Prescott, you are going to make them. They're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. And if you if you can do that, you have a very good chance of winning this game. You've seen it the last game they had in Philadelphia. They were able to do that. Now Cowboys are a different animal, and and at home in Dallas. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to to execute on that and and. Do fine work with that. Hopefully they can. I believe I believe the Eagles will. I believe Jalen Hurts is going to come out in that offense. They're going to have an amazing game. Dallas Goddard supposedly will be back in this game. So, I mean, they he was a f- full participant today in practice. So that's, that's good news. That is actually great news. There's also talks of the Eagles re-signing Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz supposedly is interested. There are... Uh, Sue, not gotten. Uh, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say his full name, but yeah, Sue. Um, he's looking to to be with the contender. Um, and Eagles are listed to possibly get him. The Eagles just got Shaquille Leonard. He had, he had, he had an option either Eagles or Cowboys. He decided to go with the Eagles. So that. That's great. You're going to see him on the field this Sunday. Um, if the Eagles do sign Zach Ertz this week, he probably won't play until next week. Unless they sign him probably tonight. 
or tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, he probably probably will not play until um, next week, which would be the Seahawks game, which is another crucial game. Um, but th- this, honestly, this game, this game means everything, people. And it means everything because, like, we're, you know, Eagles lose this game, y'all. Man, the thing, things could get really scary because we're then we're talking about Cowboys 10-3, Eagles 10-3. Lions, if they win, would be 10-3, and the 49ers would be 10-3 if they win, which that means either Eagles stay at that number one spot or they're going to fall down to whoever, you know, has it. Now, technically, Eagles... If Cowboys and Eagles finish with the same record, they would have the number one seed and the division title because the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. Um, But the 49ers could possibly end up with the number one seed or the Lions, depending. Um. So it will be interesting. So this is definitely a must win for the Eagles. If they get by the Cowboys and the Seahawks, um, then they just have they have the Giants, Cardinals, and Giants. Um, and this is also a must win because I would love for Jalen Hurst to just sit out week 18. I know he would probably be sitting out two weeks. I don't know if the Eagles are okay doing that. But we, we'll just have to wait and see. Um you know, you got five games left left in the season. Playoff time is almost here, and uh, this is going to get really interesting and really exciting. It's crazy. The Eagles only have one 1 o'clock game on their schedule for the rest of the season. They didn't have many 1 o'clock games this year. Um, but then that Week 18 Eagles-Giants, that might be one, but they won't announce that until probably after week 17 so um as far as the monday night games go though um packers giants i believe packers are going to defeat the giants and the titans and dolphins where i believe the dolphins will defeat the titans now i'm, I'm looking at the playoff uh rankings i was looking at them and um so after predicting week 14, it would be Dolphins and the Eagles would have the first round buys. Houston, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Steelers, and the Chiefs would make the playoffs. Vikings, Niners, Packers, Lions, Cowboys, and the Buccaneers would make the playoffs as well. If the season ended after week 14. So that's the big thing. I do think this is going to get so crazy. Guys, I'm telling you right now, like, we'll see how the end of um week, uh after week 14 goes. But my biggest concern is beating the Cowboys because we lost to the 49ers, but we cannot afford to lose to the Cowboys. Even though the Cowboys do have a, a tough schedule coming up, um and the 49ers Lions have the easiest schedule coming up. That's the only 
the only problem. That's the only problem for the Eagles. Because the 49ers, believe it or not, they have... Let's look, look at the Lions real quick. So the Lions play the Bears, obviously. They got the Broncos. Broncos, they've been in some matchups lately, and they have the chance to make the playoffs. So that's pretty exciting. Vikings are a tough team. The Lions and Cowboys game, that's a crucial one, a very crucial one. And then they play the Vikings to end the season. So that's going to be really interesting. So even though the Lions have, like, the easiest schedule coming up, there are some teams in there that can give them some fights. The Bears gave them a fight a few weeks ago, and Lions pulled it out and won 31-26. Now, for the 49ers, who they have a very – they're playing a very good uh, Seahawks team. So I'm not going to take anything away from the Seahawks. Yes, they beat them 31-13 the other day. But, uh, man, to beat to beat teams two or three times in a row in a season is very hard. But the 49ers could do it. They can. The 49ers have the Seahawks. They have the Cardinals. They, they're going to beat the Cardinals. But then they have the Ravens. They'll beat, they'll beat the Commanders. And then they have the Rams to end the season. The worst thing for the Niners will be possibly losing one game. Either they're either going to lose to the Seahawks or they're going to lose to the Ravens. Um. All right, and then um, we look at the Cowboys schedule. So for the Cowboys, and then we'll look at the Eagles one. So for the Cowboys, they play the Eagles. If the Eagles win this. They they most they definitely sealed up the NFC East. Um, now that the uh, the the number one seed, they probably have to win out unless Lions and Niners lose another one, like the if the Cowboys would lose. Um, but you would the 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 Cowboys have the Eagles. They have the Bills. The Dolphins, Lions, and then they finish with the Commanders. So I, I'm not expecting the Cowboys to win the division or have the number one seed just because of that schedule. So I, I, I do believe the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys. But if they don't, they're either they're either going to they're going to lose to the Dolphins and they're probably most likely going to lose to the Bills. Or the or the or the or the Lions. That's why I don't think they'll win the division. For the Eagles, like I said, they they have the Cowboys, Seahawks, all the other the Giants not worried about, and the Cardinals I'm not worried about. So if if which is another thing. Past two seasons, Eagles never have lost back to back. So, if they beat the Cowboys, man, I'm assuming they're depending where the Seahawks are at after they play the 49ers. Um, I could see the Eagles having the number one seed in the division. Because Seahawks have not won since November 12th. 
So we'll see. We'll see. But it's looking it's still looking pretty good for the Eagles, I will say. It still is for the number one seed and the and the division. And they still have the best record in football. Just saying. Um, some other teams that can make the playoffs, so you got the Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers, the Saints. Um, the Panthers were finally eliminated from playoff contention. Um, as far as the AFC goes, Houston's in there, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Chargers, Raiders. Um, I honestly think... I don't think the Browns or the Colts are going to make the playoffs. I know they're in playoff contention right now. I th- I really think Houston and Denver have a better chance of making it due to their quarterbacks. Pittsburgh right now with no Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry, not Pittsburgh. Uh, Cleveland with, with no Deshaun Watson. And the Colts, yeah, they don't have the rookie quarterback. But I, I don't know. Like, eventually they have to lose, right? Like, <laughs> and even if... Cleveland or the Colts do make it in. I do see Houston or Denver making it in unless they just give in. Like I said, Broncos have the Chargers. Chargers aren't good this year. They have the Lions, though. Lions are really good. They have the, uh, but then again, Broncos have been playing a lot better. So that could, who knows? Then they have Patriots, Chargers again, and the Raiders. So they have a good chance. But then you look at Houston. Houston has Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. So it it's insane. It's insane. Like this, the AFC playoff card is going to change so much. The only thing really going to change for the NFC when it comes to the playoff card is going to be the number one seed. Like, can will the Eagles be able to keep that number one seed or? Or will San Fran or Detroit move up and get it? I don't think Dallas is going to get the number one seed because of their strength. They have the hardest schedule. Besides playing the Commanders the last week, their schedule is crazy. Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. Like, I mean, and that would be an insane story. You'd probably have to move them up to, like, Super Bowl favorites if they were able to pull that off and went out and get the number one seed and win the division. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so. Because I don't think for the rest of the season, besides the last game of the season, if it doesn't count against the Giants, if it doesn't count, I see the Eagles winning. winning the, I don't see them losing. The only team I can see them losing to is the Cowboys this Sunday. If they don't lose to the Cowboys... I don't see them losing any more games. As long as Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback and David and the Eagles don't listen to David Carr and put uh Marcus Mariota in against the Cowboys, against the Seahawks, against the Giants and the Cardinals. Like it it's a dumb take. And sadly a lot of those guys on networks like that, they do have a lot of dumb takes. And um there's a lot of people on the streets or just simple podcasts like this that have better takes than those guys and actually pay attention to games and 
can break down analysis and all that other stuff. So hopefully I'm thinking of having Uncle on the podcast um, either before the game or after, like maybe Saturday night or Sunday morning or possibly maybe Monday, Sunday night. I don't know. We're, we're me and him. We're we're still discussing it. Um, hopefully, I could get him on. We we could talk. We haven't talked in a minute. We I think think the last time we talked was before the season, so it'd be good to have him on. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy, the one, the only, the chosen one, the father, the son. Three, two, one the podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mark Cologne on the Mark Cologne Sports Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Go Bird.